This episode is brought to you in part by The Good Book Company, publisher of Does the Bible Affirm Same-Sex Relationships? by Rebecca McLaughlin, a book that examines 10 claims about the Bible's view of sexuality. Go to thegoodbook.com slash sexualethics to receive 25% off with code CT25. This is Matt Woodley on Monday Morning Preacher, in which we geek out about all facets of preaching because it really matters to the kingdom of God, and we want to strengthen the church and equip the church for stronger preaching. So I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Miller. I used to be guest host, lowly guest host, and now apparently I've gotten a promotion to co-host. You have gotten a huge promotion. Will I see the difference in my paycheck? The fan mail has been pouring in, Mm -hmm. so for you. So uh, there was some talk about getting me off the show and just getting you as the only host and me the guest host, but I was able to resist that coup for okay, now. Okay, so you put down the coup. I did, I yeah. noticed you skirted my question about the pay. <laughs> we'll get to that at okay. the end of the episode. Okay. Um, so, Kevin, today's topic is a topic that preachers think about a lot, sermon illustrations. Yep. You for them or against them? I am totally for them. Well, me too, but what are we talking about with when, illustrations today? When they're done properly, properly, you know, I know there's a lot of different angles, and we've actually had podcasts on sermon illustrations, but I want to talk about a, an angle, a facet of sermon illustrations that I don't think preachers think about very often, at least not intentionally, and that is illustrations as casting vision for who you are and where you want to go as a church. I would call this the strategic use of illustrations. I think that's profound. I think uh, what you're onto, Matt, uh, I, I think illustrations have more power to shape the culture of our churches than almost anything else we do in leadership. That's so true. I mean, we often think of applications there are sermon applications as really forming the culture of the church, but illustrations do that as well in a very powerful, subtle kind of way. Well, they create a culture of what's possible and what's not, what's admired and what's not. They they tell you a lot about what we value and what we love here. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you an example. Okay. So you know I'm really passionate about global missions. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I am the missions pastor and also help lead our preaching team. But I really care a lot about global missions and God's heart, God's passion for missions. So you could preach on global missions, but you can't do that every Sunday. You could hit it head on, but how many times can you really do that? And not every text is about global missions. Um, But your people can catch the vision for global missions in other ways, and your illustrations is one of those ways that you can do it. So Every once in a while, <clears throat> you choose an illustration here or there that has a story about God's heart for global missions. Yeah, I like what you're saying there. It's like you can take on a subject directly and make it the topic of the sermon, or you can come at it indirectly by communicating in, in illustrations along the way. Yes. And I wonder if the indirection is is sometimes more powerful. It can be. Um so here's an example. So I was preaching a sermon. It was actually about money. It was a sermon on generosity from First uh, Timothy chapter 6, where Paul talks about the rich of this world being ready to share and being generous. And so okay. I told a story about a pastor I met in Papua New Guinea uh, named Pastor Appa. 
And uh, I showed, actually showed a picture of him and a team of his people as they're building this new church Great. out in the, this small village in Papua New Guinea. And I told the story about a short-term missionary named Paul, who was from Indiana, who helped pay for Pastor Appa's Bible college. Um, and then at the end of the sermon, I returned to that picture again. So I'm, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about generosity. But I'm also casting a vision for the difference you can make as a believer in this country in global missions. So I was trying to—that was one way to kind of keep that heart for global missions in front of people. I like that. Well, one, you're dignifying Pastor Appa. Yes. Uh, another thing you're doing is you're dignifying this uh, short-term missionary from Indiana. Yes. Um, and uh, you're just saying these great things are possible when you engage global mission and when you give. Yeah. So primary emphasis, money, generosity. Secondary emphasis, global missions. How about you? Uh, I bet knowing you and how brilliant you are, if I may say, again. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm co-host now. <laughs> Kevin demands, I say at least once in each episode, that he's brilliant. So <laughs> well, I'll, somehow I'll work that into every that episode. That was my agent. That was in the <laughs> oh, that contract they negotiated. That wasn't you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So anyway, knowing how brilliant you are, <clears throat> I bet you're doing that either intentionally or unintentionally. I bet you're leading through illustrations quite a bit. <clears throat> Well, yeah, you know, um, I, uh, I've i been at uh, Church of the Savior now for three years, and recently I preached a sermon on Seek Justice hmm. and really spoke directly to how our church can engage various er issues of justice in our culture and in our time. Well, because of the sensitivities around issues of justice, they invariably touch on political and uh, issues on which Christians legitimately disagree. Um, I didn't take that on directly until I'd been there three years. Mm. But for three years, I've had a lot of illustrations in which, uh, for example, you have quotes from Samaria Rice, the mother of Tamir, uh, the young man who was gunned down in Cleveland holding a Nerf pellet gun. Um, and so what those illustrations, I think, have done is sort of loosened the soil mm. um, through indirect uh, expressions of injustice in our day. And now I think uh, the congregation was ready for a more full treatment of the subject. Yeah. Or this could be about the strategic use of illustrations could be one of your core values that you have a, as a church or as a pastor. I guess that's one of the things we're talking about. I'll give you another example. So faith and work is a really big value of mine. I want to honor the occupations and the vocations of ordinary people in our congregation. Um, and so, but how often can you f preach on faith and work? You know, it just, it gets a little old after a while. It's a great topic, and I think you should do it every once in a while, but but you can use examples of yeah. illustrations of people at work, um, people doing following the Lord at work, people struggling with temptations and in various professions, whether it's medicine or teaching or business or um, economics or uh, various other fields. And so your cast with your use of illustrations, you're saying, I know that world. I care about that world. I think of you, my people, in your world and in your struggles. And so it's a very powerful way to honor and lift that up, that, that core value. Yeah, I think that's really important what you're saying, Matt. And if 
you've done that, then when you stand and say, I believe in your vocations in the world, I believe they're as noble or as, and as important as anything I, I do as a pastor, then people will believe you. But if, you, if the illustrations show business people it more like, well, they're skimming their expense accounts mm. or uh, they're unethical or whatever, and that's mostly the take— then when you stand and say your vocation's as important as mine, people will not believe you. That's correct. They'll value real. They'll take seriously what you do in your illustrations. Yeah. How about you? What are some core values or some really important vision things that you try to get into your illustrations? Well, you know, uh, our church has a big heart for inclusion of all ages and abilities, and so I use illustrations sometimes where the protagonist has a debility or medical condition of some mm-hmm. kind, and yet they're still following Christ in a faithful way. Um, I'm very careful in my congregation, which has uh, many adult singles, that I, I never say something like, well, you know how it is, you come home and you get into an argument with your spouse. Hmm. I just don't do that. I, if I need to go somewhere like that, I'll say, you know how it is when you get into an argument with the people you're closest to your friends, your roommates, maybe your spouse, yes. your in-laws. And so I always contextualize it so that the single person doesn't feel like, and what about me? Um, so it, it's just that extra step to add that phrase or wording to say, I know you're there, I care, and uh, you're as much a part of my sense of preaching as anyone else in the room. Yeah, that's a great example. And I know we've also... Uh, talked about using illustrations that involve both men and women, men and women in leadership, men and women serving the Lord, men and women on the mission field. Yeah, that's important. And you know, another thing for us as preachers, at least it's been a challenge to me, is I found when I was quoting sources, usually the names I was quoting were men. Hmm. Well, part of that is because in the history of the Church we have so many of the the fathers of the church, they literally were fathers, they were men. And so there's some reasons for that. But I work hard that I also cite, as female scholar says mm-hmm. in this work, or as female biblical commentator said here, so that people know I can learn from a woman, I can respect the scholarship and, and, and the contributions of women. And this isn't some just a, an affirmative action program for illustrations. I mean, it's really casting vision for what this matters to us, because it matters to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, and ultimately, I want to be reading more broadly. Sure. And not get kind of just into one eddy, uh, but but get the whole stream of, of discourse. So. Eddy? Is that somebody that you know? <laughs> you mean like a rivulet? Yeah, or? I, I think you need to look that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, if we're talking illustrations, Matt, I, I want to get on a soapbox of mine and, and the importance of the tone of yes. our illustrations. I know it's a I big deal for you, that, for and, me, and, and I've learned mu- from you about as this. As much of the leadership of the illustration is not even who's in it, it's the tone of it. Yeah. And here's what I mean. I used to edit a column for Leadership Journal way back in the day called To Illustrate, in which preachers from around the country would send in their best illustrations, and if selected, we would not only publish it with their name um, so their friends could see and applaud, but also write them a check. Well, um, as it turned out, uh, I, would, I was editing it one day, and I just uh, was doing it before lunch, and I left for lunch, and I thought, why am I so down? Man, I'm yeah. kind of depressed today, mm. and I have no idea why. And then I realized, 
For the last hour, I've been reading illustrations that have been submitted, and they're almost all negative. Huh. Like one I remember was, you know, uh, when the Titanic went down in the North Atlantic after striking an iceberg, people in the lifeboats could hear the screams of the drowning, but they didn't go over and rescue them. And you are all like those people in the lifeboats. You don't care about the screams of the dying and the lost. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel horrible about myself right now. I feel now. so encouraged. Yeah. And I finally realized, you know, uh, I, I went back after lunch and I went just started categorizing like positive illustration in its tone, yeah. showing people doing it right, catching people following and obeying God versus negative people blowing it, disobeying, whatever, whatever. And like 80 to 85 percent of the submissions I was getting were negative. Wow. And I thought it must be a lot easier to find negative illustrations. Yes, it is. So I, I thought to myself, if I ever am preaching regularly, which of course now I am, I will reverse that. And I will go like 85% positive because the gospel offers hope and promise. Yeah. The gospel offers resurrection. And so I, it's very important to me that I, most of my illustrations catch people doing it right. That's, that's excellent. And especially if you're going to use illustrations of people in your church, of course, you're going to catch them doing it right. That is great. I, early in my ministry, I had an older preacher pull me aside, take me out to lunch and say, Matt, you have a teenager, right? I said, yeah. He said, how would he feel if you always told him what he was doing wrong, you know? I said, well, I probably wouldn't feel loved. He said, well, that's the way some of us feel under your preaching, you know? Wow. And it really smarted, but he, he was yeah. right. And okay. uh, it really changed. I want to, when, when people are doing something right, we should honor it and point it out to our people in our preaching. So intentionality in sermon illustrations, Kevin and I are not saying you should do this all the time in every sermon. You got to think like I got to have three amazing strategic illustrations. No, that's not what we're saying. But every once in a while, sprinkle, think through what matters to you. What's important to you as a church? What are your core values? And then think through, how can I illustrate that in a way to keep that in front of our people? Any closing comments, Kevin? No, I just think it's a big, big piece of leadership, and um, it's the way we can shape a culture. So I think about it like, what am I, what am I putting out there? Am I putting out like, uh, you know, a plant killer, or am I putting out miracle grow? Ha! Huh. And you know, I want illustrations that that uh, feed. That was an illustration right there, and a brilliant one. Oh yeah, miracle grow. So preachers go for the miracle grow. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, illustrate well, illustrate with joy, illustrate with what matters to you, and be creative in your illustrations. This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher. Hope you join us for the next episode. <laughs>